Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, this podcast has several prongs. It's got finances, time, emotional freedom, health freedom. So today's guest is going to be all about emotional freedom, how to show up as a better dad, how to be more intentional with your time, with your family, with your kids, with your spouse. I'm happy to welcome Corey Rankin. Um, let me pull up his bio real quick. So Corey, he's a, he's a proud parent, husband, and he's going to talk to us all about presence, intentionality, showing up for your family, and entrepreneurship. Corey, welcome. Thanks for having me, Christopher. Yeah, uh, I know we had connected through Podmatch and... Like I said, it's like the Airbnb for guests and hosts. And um, you teach, you call, you actually the founder of what's called Dad Ascenders, which are elevating entrepreneur men to become more intentional fathers. So uh, tell people, I know you have these, um, looks like you have five Ps and how you got started. Uh, I know you also have a podcast called The Business Stronger Marriage, Stronger Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. And so tell us all about that. My wife and I are are very much Christian, and for the last four years, we've been serving entrepreneur couples and helping with with their marriage. And just recently, I'm in a transition to to serving dads. I've been a foster parent for for 10 years and have five kids, and I really felt the Lord putting it on my heart to do more to serve dads. So the Strong Business, Stronger Marriage podcast is a podcast that's for married entrepreneurs, and I've put a pause on that and haven't recorded any new episodes for a while. My family recently had a major move. And with the transition into serving dads, I'm going to be creating a new podcast probably come July called um, Dad Ascenders. And it's going to be about ascending men to be more present intentional fathers as entrepreneurs. And so that the Strongest Stronger Marriage podcast is kind of put on hold. My Dad Ascenders is a new program where I really am focusing on men being present. As a foster parent of 10 years, I've seen so many instances where the father wasn't present, whether it was in the kids that I adopted, whether it was other kids in foster care, and also see that in entrepreneurship. The dad might actually be physically there, but is not present, whether it's emotionally or just they're distracted and the quality time with their family doesn't exist because when it's dinner time, they're taking a business call and they're leaving and not coming back or they're checking their emails when it's family time and so many things. And so that's where that's where the data centers came because I did not show up the way I needed to when I was in physical therapy school. I was so focused on my degree and my studies. I spent all day in the library and my family was suffering. And that also happened early as an entrepreneur. And so as much as I missed out on my kids, I didn't want other entrepreneur dads to do that. And that is what I'm countering now taking these men that are working too much, that don't have the connection with their children that their kids seek, 
and helping them be present, not perfect. Excellent. And I think uh, your message will speak well to a lot of the um, the high, the professionals. They may have a good job and salary, you know, but, uh, you know, they really struggle with time freedom and really being present. And uh, so one thing I have a question about it, which I've noticed is that, you know, this is uh, as a podcast, you start, you start one podcast and then I guess you put it on and you start another. What What is the rationale behind doing that? I've seen a couple of uh, entrepreneurs do that. I'm just trying to understand it better. Well, well, the, the rationale is because I'm changing the audience that I serve. My attention is going to shift to to serving the audience. And so the new guests that I bring on will be entrepreneurs who are fathers, and that will be the new guests. And so I'm not, I, I suppose I could just adjust the name of the podcast and move forward with with that. But um, for me, it just made sense to to get a fresh start with. So those who were dads, could find dad content from a middle because in the first 100 episodes, if I were to change the name, everything would be about marriage and it would be a challenge for them to find things specifically for dad. There's dad content there and what entrepreneurs did to be better dads and those kind of things. But a lot of it was focusing on on marriage and what the entrepreneurs did to overcome the barriers in their marriage and how becoming an entrepreneur made them a better husband or wife or made their marriage stronger. So it's just, just a fresh start. The podcast will still be available and will still be great content that people can refer to, but I think just a fresh start. And so I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. It just depends on what um, makes the most sense. But for me, it may, since it'll be a new audience, a new messaging, it just made sense for a whole new launch and uh, something that dads could find from the very beginning because the intros will be different, the guests will be different, and just makes it cleaner i think in my scenario not the case for everyone but for me i just made the most sense yeah interesting and i've seen you know i've seen people launch uh several i guess they've launched several podcasts and some people develop a podcast network um i'm just trying to understand for the uh, entrepreneurs out there why you wouldn't uh yeah it's quite interesting it's almost like starting a new blog or youtube channel or social media okay well interesting so let's see here um you know, one thing is talking about this uh, idea of present and intentionality and not being perfect. Uh, please describe to us, um, it's especially the conundrum where you have uh, these physicians and they come home all frazzled and distracted from the hospital or whatever. They're on their phones, checking their email, you know, all these pings and dings and the kids are like, what's going on, you know? And then they end up hating their parents. So tell us about this presence, intentionality and imperfection. So the present not perfect comes from a lot of times in the entrepreneur space, people, the action is limited because they got to get the messaging right. They got to get the project completely finished. It has to be just right before they take action. And sometimes that happens in the parenting world too. Like, oh, if I can't make it to the full game, then I'm going to just not even worry about it. I'll catch it next time. And, and that's not true because our kids need us and our kids aren't making their Christmas list or telling their friends, I wish my dad was perfect. No, they're saying, I wish my dad was present. I wish my dad didn't work so much. I wish my dad was there to watch me on my game. I wish my dad was there to help me on my driving test. I wish my dad was there 
to practice football or, but my dad works too much and he, he's never been to one of my games. And, and that's, that's crushing. I heard that a lot, especially as a foster parent, these children who were in care often raised by a single mother or bounced in and out of foster care, different homes, different relatives, they were dying for someone that they could count on a father figure to be there. And as an entrepreneur, a lot of times entrepreneurs live in a one day lifestyle. One day when my business is at this level, then we'll take a family vacation. One day when my practice as a healthcare professional is self-sustaining, then I don't have to be in so much involved. Then we can take a but it doesn't have to be one day. Our business doesn't have to be perfect. We don't have to be generating as much income as we think we want to in our goals before we can show up. Be present. And present doesn't have to mean completely balanced. I spend five hours in the clinic. I spend five hours at home. Present means just whatever time you do have, make sure it counts. Because if you have a child, especially if they have a love language of quality time and you're in the room with them, but you're on your phone, you're not paying attention to the things they're saying, you're answering emails, or even worse, as a healthcare professional, maybe you're documenting your treatment plans when you should be with your kids. And so present not perfect means just be there. You're not going to be there perfect all the time. You make mistakes as a parent. Sometimes you say things that might be a little harsh or you don't know how to solve a certain circumstance, but more often than not, just being available, just loving your children will be sufficient to help them with any misdeeds or mistakes that you make as a parent. How many times as a father, think about this, those of you who are parents, mom or dad, doesn't matter, have had a bad day and your kids crawled up on your lap and gave you a big hug, said, I love you, or daddy, will you play dolls with me or something like that? And that melted away all the cares, the troubles of the day of the week. And so for me, that's what present not perfect is about. Just be there. Your kids will never, I don't think I'll ever see anyone say when they're dying, oh, I wish my dad was more perfect. I wish my dad was perfect, the perfect dad, but you will hear them. I wish my dad didn't work so much. I wish my dad was there for me. I wish I had someone to talk to. I wish I had someone to tuck me in at night, those kind of things. And so Present not perfect is where the connection starts. If we're not there, if we're not present, we can't start to initiate a conversation. We can't start to initiate a connection. We certainly won't be able to build memories if we're not there. Nobody's going to care if we're perfect, if the trip that we plan on the vacation is exactly perfect. There's no mistakes. Life isn't perfect. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. There's things that happen in our life that we can't control. But one thing we always can control is our attitude when things happen we can control our response we can we can control the things that we do the way we think and so that's the same thing with parenting things don't always go right but when we're there when we're present when we're available i can promise you you're going to have a much better connection relationship with your children than if you were just oh i can't be perfect i made a mistake as a dad i'm not good enough or the business needs my attention so family is going to be second place that's not going to cut it in today's world for our kids. Yeah, what a what a well said uh, message. Yeah, because uh, like I grew up like a lot of my friends. Um, you know, I grew up around you know rich friends, and they they always when they were complaining, their 
dads uh, were never around. You know, from the parent standpoint, it's like they were trying to provide for their kids. You know, provide a you know, give them everything they wanted, and and all the kids really want is just like you be there. So it's a uh, really good to you know bring that to light and just kind of just be present and not so much presents like you know gifts and all of that yeah what so you mentioned foster parents so uh what made you go that route and um you know what are what should people look for consider um all of that well that that's actually kind of where my present not perfect uh, message originated when i became a licensed foster parent for 10 years in vegas and my family recently moved from vegas to, to Texas over the summer. So I'm not currently licensed as a foster parent in Texas. But one of the one of the messages that you hear on the radio is you don't have to be a perfect parent. We at, we're just looking for parents. And, and so that's kind of where that originated. It was actually a foster care commercial because in Vegas, the time we got our license, there was 1,000 licensed foster homes in our in our county and 3,000 kids in care. So there was not enough resources for caring for the needs of the children who were in foster care. And so there was a call out on the radio, like, you don't have to be the perfect parent, even if you don't know what you're doing, you can still provide value, can still be a great resource to love and care care for these kids. And so if someone was interested in becoming a foster parent, the biggest thing is, if you had a heart with the capacity to to love and help children navigate some challenging circumstances, because when a child is removed from their home, there could be some abuse, there could be neglect, there can be drug issues, um, poverty, all sorts of different things. Um, you just never know. And so the, the trauma that the children have experienced who enter in and out of the foster care from different homes, they mostly just need someone that's consistent and someone that is there to love and care for them and understand them and help them work through the challenges that they have. And so if you have the capacity for that kind of love in your heart and you have a desire to make a difference that that would be the minimum to become a foster parent and then if you have the availability in your home and in the financial resources it doesn't take much to let me backtrack financially there is a commitment to be foster parents there's reimbursement and things like that and you provide the food and the care but there's also depending on where you live and the, the programs you have around, there's um, assistance for daycares and there's insurance coverage and those kind of things. And so um, if you're willing to care for a little bit of financial burden and you have a space in your heart to love and care for kids, then you would make a great foster parent. Yeah. And uh, I didn't realize you had to li- li- become, I guess, licensed in a particular state and Sounds uh, like there's a lot of um, rules and about that. Um, I'm not sure why you would live in one state and then license in another, and maybe no, no, do... you just just like in healthcare profession, you license in in the state that you practice as a foster parent, you get licensed there. I just made that comment that when we were in Vegas, we were licensed foster parents, and then when we moved, we would need to become licensed in Texas and go through the process again in in the county that we're in in Texas. And so that, that's why I made that <laughs> that connection. And every state is a little bit different. But we have five kids that we've adopted that really 
need our attention now. And so with, mm. with the move and 10 years of fostering care, that the phase that we're in right now, my kids need my attention. And so becoming a licensed foster parent would mean a potential disruption for, for my kids as far as the structure, the challenges, the attention that they're able to get. Because my kids currently are five, six, six, seven, and 10, and they've had a lot of trauma, some drug exposure, some learning delays and things like that. So they mm. have a lot of needs that I don't want to add anything additional. Not saying that in the future, we we won't potentially explore it more, but my wife and I being very much Christian, we make the decisions according to um, what the Lord has in store for us. And when we finalized the adoption of our daughter in May of last year, we didn't feel like our family was complete, but we also didn't feel like it was complete. And so we are just waiting for the Lord to, to lead us and guide us to what he wants us to do. But what I know for now is that I'm going to be the best dad that I can be for these kids. And I'm going to elevate the men that I serve as an entrepreneur, help them become the best dad that they can be. And yeah, great uh, points. And um, as we come to the this the conclusion is... Uh, we all live really busy lives, you know, we're making an impact. So how do you juggle business, finances, marriage, and family? So I'm in a point where I, as an entrepreneur, I have a lovely opportunity because I can control my my schedule. I'm not clocking in. I'm not on call for when patients are there. So I have a lovely privilege that I can control my my schedule. I work when my kids are at school. In fact, I'm leaving in 15 minutes to go get my kids from school and I'm going to be done with work for the day. And so that's how I I juggle it. Take the needs of my family and put that on the calendar first. And then I schedule everything else around that. And so for me as an entrepreneur, I have that flexibility to control that um, 100%. But a healthcare professional or someone that that's working a job, they may not have that flexibility or that control over their schedule. And what I would say, whether you're an entrepreneur and have full control of your schedule or you have zero control of your workday schedule or something in between, make the time you do have count and make more time. What I mean by make more time is if you don't work on the weekends, instead of taking those weekends to, to sleep in and do 10 hours of yard work and all the catch up, Put some time in there to do a family activity first and then do the yard work. Or better yet, invite the kids to help you with the yard work or the tools so you can have communication while you're doing it and more hands make light work. And so especially if you have kids that are capable of assisting with mowing the lawn, washing the car, doing the dishes, get them involved. So that's what I do. I get my kids as involved as much as possible in the family chores. And we do them together. My five-year-old, he just turned five. So there's things that the older kids can do that he needs more help with. But I work hand in hand over him or I work with him. So that's some time. It may not be the funnest time, but it's still time we can have conversation. And so that the jobs have to be done, whether I pay someone to do it or I do it myself. So I utilize that time to be with the kids. And then, so that. That's a period of time where I can make more time with my family. One thing I do, no matter what time it is, I give each child 
10 minutes of one-on-one time every single day. Mm. And oftentimes it's just before bed. Um, depending on our schedule, I, I better backtrack. Between my wife and I, we give our kids at least 10 minutes every single day. We both try every day for 10 minutes for each kid. But if depending on our schedules, act, sports events or whatever, I will take two kids and she will take three kids and then we'll, we'll rotate. So at the very least, every one of our five kids gets 10 minutes of time where they get to be in control. They get to pick whether we're playing with blocks and cars and dinosaurs or dolls. They get to pick if we're reading or just having conversations, but they're in control. It's their time. They really look forward to it. They even call it my time. Can I have my time? And so they, they take possession of those 10 minutes. And the thing with younger kids is they don't have a concept of time. So five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, it, it's all the same because their needs are being met. And so the older your kids are, the more time I would recommend to do that. But that is the simplest way to, to manage your business and your job or whatever. It's just make sure that your kids getting time, put your family on the calendar first, especially if a large portion of your day is blocked out and you just have to show up and there's nothing you can do about that. The time that you can control, make sure it's controlled and controlled well with intention, not just sitting on the couch, flipping through the movies, me being on my cell phone and my wife being in the same room on her phone. That is together, but that's, that's not meaningful time. Nobody remembers that as quality time. And so that's the best thing you can do. Be intentional with how you use the time that you do have. And when you have control, put your family on the calendar first. You are there. One thing you can control, like if you're someone that has frequent meetings and you know your kid has a baseball game at 5.30 or 6, make sure that meeting is scheduled early in the day so it doesn't run over. Oh, if you're scheduled to get off at 5, my meeting didn't end until 5.30 and now I've missed the baseball game. Don't do that kind of thing. Make it very clear with the boundaries that you have. I have to be out by this time. And so if there's a risk that this meeting is going to be more, it's going to have to be the next day. It's going to have to be earlier in the afternoon and, and make it have control of your schedule that way. Well said. Yeah, you can always, uh, it's all about experiences. And like I said, intention, intent. you can always, you can't make more time. You, you can always, you can make more money, but you can't make more time. So Time is the most precious asset. So how do people contact you, follow you, uh, reach out to you and um, and uh, visit your website? So you, you can find me uh, on Facebook. That's where I'm the easiest to connect with. Just Corey Rankin on Facebook. Um, I do have a Facebook group that is specifically for entrepreneur dads called Dad Elevation. And so if you just type in Dad Elevation, you can throw in the Facebook group there. Um, but that the best place to find me is reach out to me on, on Facebook at Corey Rankin. Yeah. And for all the listeners out there, let's thank Corey for coming out to the show. I think we've had uh, three, three guests that talk about um, better parenting, being there with your kids. Uh, all of Corey's resources will be in the links and show notes. Be sure to follow him on his social media outlets. And with that, thanks so much for coming out to the show.
wherever you are listening. If you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.